What's up, bold ones? This is Christian here. We have Ryan on with us. Styers could not make it today, so we'll let you guys decide if that's a good thing or bad thing. Um, Styers, let us know if you're actually listening. Um, Ryan, do you have any listening tests for Styers? Um, my test would be that if he doesn't text us by Saturday morning, the phrase blue banana, <laughs> then he is not a true listener and he's not, yeah. he's not, he's not devoted to this podcast because we're not getting listens from him. We should at least get three listens per, per audio file. And, um, we should, so blue banana styers, blue banana, blue banana, not green banana, not red banana, not yellow, well, that, orange. That'd be too easy to guess. You gotta yeah. go get that, get yeah. that alliter blue alliteration. Banana. Uh, what those English teachers everywhere are like, Ooh, the alliteration of blue banana. Ooh, <laughs> the B sound being repeated. That just music to our ears. Um, but no, that's that's what I think. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But of course, Stars is putting in hard work. He's trying to be a money man, make some money. Yeah. Um, so like, nothing but respect for his hard work. Yeah, but if we don't get the blue banana in the GM, then we're going to knock oh, some fuck money him. off then his fuck, IP. Then, then fuck him. Yeah. If we don't get blue banana, fuck him. We'll cut him out of the, the future earnings of this podcast, this lucrative podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least put him in the wall of shame for a little bit. Corner <laughs> of shame, wall of shame. We'll do something about it. All right. But no, I mean, it's good to be back. I mean, I know we earlier on, we had a, uh, this is our first episode this week. Don't know if we're going one episode per week or not. We'll figure that out. But yeah. I think we have some pretty big news. There's a new addition to the family. Someone got a PS5. Oh, yeah. Somebody did get a PS5 for just above retail, which is pretty crazy. It just kind of fell right into my lap. Uh, so for those of y'all who don't know, I was able to secure a new PS5 this week. It definitely was not plan so shout out sam hamilton from work you are much appreciated i know uh sam likes to buy consoles and then sell them he gave me a good deal on it so uh, what a nice guy playing it all day yeah. uh forgot what time it was so now we had to record but maybe we'll get back to 2k before i go to sleep tonight so we'll see well at least you have 2k for your dreams to have luca actually being decent and winning mvp you got that going for you I don't know. Real life is looking pretty promising too. They're, they're yeah, I hate, I hate, I hate the fact how good the maps have been <laughs> since the start of the new year. Well, like the number one defense, in the NBA right now, like they're on a, this fantastic run. Like they're, they've come together. Yeah. yeah I think I we're nine it. and one in the I new year. It. I fucking hate we're it. We're beating Phoenix right now at half. Oh God. I hate it. I just, <laughs> oh. but this, but this is ignore that. Who cares about the Mavs? I swear to God, if your bold mm. one is Luca or some Mav no, bullshit, I'm going to be it's so not. upset. But how it about you not. listen to bold ones for this week? All right, bold ones. So my bold one of the week, I want to give a major shout out to Red Raider Twitter. The way that we just attack journalists who hate on Lubbock and hate on Texas Tech as well as hate on University of Texas and leading a buying spree to the February 19th matchup against University of Texas in Austin as the Red Raiders come into town. That game has already sold out. Resale tickets are flying up in value, and I can assure you those people sitting in those seats will not be wearing orange. Oh, yeah, and that's uh, the best yeah. thing. Uh, the, once they got, I think it was Texas 21, Texas 20, once that code was leaked to the Twitter sphere yep. for Texas Tech students, and not only students, but yeah, Red Raiders anybody. across the nation, especially across the state of Texas, yeah. um, it was over. And the best part is 
at some point, UT is going to brag about selling out that game. Mm. And little do they know about what's going to happen to yeah, them. They're going to make a lot of money off of it. So good for them there. But I think, isn't that what Beard it's said? It's going to be a rough crowd. Well, he like, said that about the game in Lubbock. They asked him what his return would be like. And he goes, Texas Tech is going to make a lot of money that night, which is true. But because they will make a lot of money. If you look at those ticket prices, like the cheapest nosebleed seat is like 250 bucks or something for that well, matchup man. in Lubbock. But the one in Austin, Texas. the cheapest seat's like 60 right now, which is unheard of because they've been selling tickets for like $10 a game because they can't get people to fill them at all. But they're, oh, they're yeah. going to sell out. And it's going to be a tech home game in Austin as it normally is. Um, and I've been to the game there before two years ago, and it was definitely a – the tech friendly crowd i'll say that and this one is going to be on another level no i mean that's exactly what we expect that's what i love about Texas tech basketball is how well we traveled because especially when we started college for those of you who don't know uh i started at texas tech in 2014 2013 i think um yeah 2014 2013 um you could go you could you could walk in like five minutes before the game yeah. and get the courtside seats and like no one would stop you nope it was dead like dead and then mm. oh it's like it's just incredible how quickly this program has come um i mean a lot of it goes to beard beard was successful mm-hmm. um he did have success we bring it to him and that's really what made it so painful when he did leave that's why we kind of hate him so much right now is because he put his heart and soul into a program and then he just ripped it away and kind of lackluster kind of flopped around the last half of the season because he knew he was gone. Yeah. And it's more about who he left to go to than just him leaving as well. Oh yeah. I mean, if like he, he left to... to go to Duke or North Carolina or Kansas or it would have sucked if he went to Kansas and been an in-conference rival, but going to your most hated rival in state is just, just a terrible move. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to let him know twice this year, not just once. He doesn't get it. He gets getting on his new home court as well. So shout out, hashtag tech takeover. It definitely worked, and it is going to continue to work because those tickets are going to keep flying up. No, oh, it's going to be just mm, chef kiss, chef kiss right there. <laughs> well, my bold one is actually two people. Uh, for this first one is myself. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I won't make myself for the third week in a row the bold one. I'm going to do Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore as oh, my, my bold goodness. one. Um, the overall balls it took to call a QB draw with no timeouts. I left like the one, call. 14 seconds. I mean, say it you will. Like, the ref wasn't in position. I'll give you that. Yeah. The ref should have been in a better position. Um, it wasn't. It was kind of just a mismeddling, mishandling of the entire game, which just kind of goes perfectly for any Cowboy situation. Yeah. But still, I mean, you got to take a couple shots of the end zone. Um, or Dak has to get down quicker. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the call. I actually said I was watching the game with Walker and Styers, and I actually said before the play, I said honestly, run it up the middle here, down it, then clock it, then you get a closer play. I actually said that before the play. Wow, man! And the then and Styers and Walker will both vouch for that. I guarantee you. But yeah, no, that happened, and then but we we had no business even being in that game with the way we played so i'm not going to blame the game on the refs like a certain quarterback and a certain coach did right after uh, i think that's just emotions talking but, yeah, i mean dax come out and apologized i mean but we deserved at least one more shot to at least try to steal the game but that was just so stupid altogether just to, you lost cuz you played bad not because 
the ref blew a ending play in a position that you shouldn't have even been in in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for the two of us, we thought the Cowboys would get farther. Stars yeah. is not here to laugh at us and be like, oh, you should have seen this coming. The Cowboys fall no, apart. He already laughed at me. I'll tell you that. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised by what he does there. But, hey, I mean, the Bills have Kansas City yeah. this week, so you can laugh at him probably. <laughs> I will be laughing for sure. But let's get into more of our at home, our something close to our heart, the color of our blood. Let's get into our tech news. So as we know, Texas Tech faced Iowa State this on Tuesday, January 18th. It was Texas Tech 72, Iowa State 60. Did you watch any of the game, Christian? I watched it personally. Uh, I did not watch the game. Um, I watched the highlights afterward, and it was, I mean, the second, it was just a second half explosion by Tech, and it was pretty much over by the time halfway through the second half. Just took a big lead and just ran them out of the building, basically. Yeah, I mean, when it first started out, the game was a little bit close. I was getting yeah. kind of worried because I thought it's like, oh, they're still kind of beaten down. Cause yeah. This is the game following the Kansas State game. Yeah, like, how are we going to come out? Uh, I think we came out a little bit slow, but after that, arm, just something about arms. Yeah, when he dunks, when he gets a big play, it just ignites the entire. Yeah offense and it starts to the entire team action i think he's become a a critical part of the team and i think his minutes are starting to show that too so um i think that's really what came down to there no surprise the texas tech is another another top 20 victory on the year Top 15 top 15 it was iowa state 15 oh iowa state yeah another one so that gives us four on the year yeah four god man and texas has none none Wow, that's impressive. And I don't think oh, they have a single ranked win. I don't think they do either. And I think they're about to be out of the top 25. Yeah, so oh, I look definitely. forward to the, uh, what is it, number 23 Texas Tech or Texas men's basketball <laughs> uh, Twitter handle. I look forward to that changing yep. to unranked yep. uh, Texas basketball handle. But we have West Virginia coming up. I want to say the game is on Saturday. Is that on Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Ooh. Look at us getting a big old mm-hmm. ESPN2 coming on. I mean, the 11 a.m. game, I mean, I'm not worried. People are going to be up, um, especially the freshmen and the sophomores yeah. at Texas Tech University. They'll be up. For sure. They'll be going. They won't be hungover. They'll be waiting in line. I'm sure plenty of pledges will be holding spots for upperclassmen. <laughs> it's going to be a great yeah. time. Yeah, um, I mean, it's different because it's not the football program that's like four and – five by this point you have to get up for an 11 a.m game against tcu that no yeah this is a winning team and we know red raiders we like our winning teams and that's why i see these big lines so i I definitely expect a full if not very near full crowd and west virginia is a good team as we know in the big 12 there are no days off i mean they're 13 and four um I, i can't speak to who their losses are to maybe you know better than me uh, I'm looking at it right now. They've yeah. lost to Texas. They just lost. And the last two opponents were Baylor, Baylor, and Kansas. So they've been okay. having some. They've come kind of off kind of a gauntlet. In all yeah. honesty, the, the past four, the past three games: Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Baylor. That's okay. that, that's a gauntlet right there. Yeah, I mean the whole Big Twelve is a gauntlet, really. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. No days off. Even K State would be a middle of the pack team in any other power conference. Um, but they're the bottom dweller here, so. I mean, it's not going to be an easy game. Don't get me wrong, but I think we should be able to to get them here. I think the defense is going to be playing well. Yeah. Um, from what I'm looking at on ESPN.com right now, 
I mean, they do have some scores, but for the most part, um, I think we got a better shot. Yeah, for sure. Especially at home. Mm -hmm. So one question I have to you that I think has come true to a lot of us Texas Tech fans out there, and maybe it's just one single Big J journalism major or professional, whatever you want to call them, just constantly wreaking havoc on Lubbock or Texas Tech basketball in general. But do you have any idea, like, can you give it any possible reasons why there's so much disrespect for Texas Tech right now? Like, I'm of the opinion that if any other team had Texas Tech's resume right now, they'd be top five. Yeah, I mean, we do have four losses, so that's really what's keeping us down here. I guess the highest-ranked team with four losses is Villanova at 11. So any team inside the top 10 only has two losses at most. So, I mean, I, I don't really care about the Associated Press poll really at all. I mean, if anything, it just motivates the team to work harder. Oh, you think we're at number 18, which we're obviously have proven to be better than that. Um, I think anybody would tell you we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. We beat Kansas and Baylor within the same week. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious the, the level of play that our team is putting out there. So we absolutely deserve to be – ranked up there with the big guys. Um, but, I mean, ranking is just a ranking. We've got some big-time wins. The selection committee will notice that and already have noticed that when it comes time for March and the tournament that really matters when every ranking gets thrown out the window. And now it's about your seed and the bracket and everything. So we'll see. I mean, if we keep playing well, then we should climb up. But at the end of the day, it's just a ranking. Yeah, I think right now, um, most recent projections, which I know projections, you know, this yeah. early for March Madness, it's like yeah. peeing in the wind. There's really no point. Yeah. You're just going to get exactly. all over yourself. Um, has us at a three seed, which I think if we can hold yeah, on to that, I, I'd be happy. I'd be happy oh, with the three oh, seed. We'd all be happy with the three seed. Especially incredible. came in season unranked and probably by many experts weren't even expected to make the tournament or at least be on the bubble there. Yeah. But yeah, a three seed is obviously you're considered a, to have a real shot to actually win the whole thing. When we went to the national title game, we were a three seed, I believe. So, so yeah, definitely be live to win it all. All right. Well, I think it's a little insight for all tech fans out there trying to keep close to our hearts, keep that tech news up to date. And for, you, for those of you who are not Lubbock natives, didn't go to Texas Tech, and you're probably like, why do you do this? It's like, well, it's our podcast. Yep. We like talking about Texas Tech, so we're going to exactly. do what we want. But now it's time to get into the NFL drama. <laughs> so last week, we had a super wild car weekend, which for some predictions, for one person did really well. One person was – everyone was above 500. Myself, I was 3-3. Three and three. Um, Personally, doing the fuck it Steelers yeah. kind of threw me off. <laughs> uh, Christian was four and two yep. and Styers was six and oh, but doesn't count because he's not here to accept any awards. Unless he says blue banana. If we get the blue banana text, then, then he has every right. He has every right to black. What well, brag yeah. if he gets, says blue banana, <laughs> but I mean, that's if he listens this far to even yep. know he went six and no. Oh, so yeah, but we'll find out pretty soon. It'll probably hit yep. the Twitter knowing what he is. <laughs> so with all that being said, this is the playoffs, baby. Doesn't mean shit. We throw this out after the week. We get back into it. Yep. So it's time for our NFL slate for this week. This is where the rubber really hits the road, and we're going to see some teams that are probably going to be in the Super Bowl. With one of the first teams that has a good chance, which I think maybe has coach of the year aspirations there, 
we have Cincy at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored at three and a half. Yeah, this is definitely an interesting matchup because is Derrick Henry actually slated to return for this one? I know he's been activated. I believe he is. If Derrick Henry can play, he'll play. Yeah. Like like simple as that. We'll probably know tomorrow. Yeah, because that's obviously a big-time weapon. Um, And I think the Vrabel being coach of the year, it's very likely. I mean, they're the number one seed in a tough AFC. Yeah. I, well, and think, think about everything Coach Bear yeah. has overcome. He lost Derrick Henry. He lost Julio Jones. He lost A.J. Brown. He's lost nearly all his offensive pieces, yet he was still the number one seed in the AFC. That's, that's, that's a good coach right yeah. there. That's a no, coach you want. Absolutely. I mean, they'll probably get penalized because their division is just such a dumpster um, being in the AFC South. So you get the cakewalk I mean, they still, there. They, but... beat, they beat the Bills. They beat – did they beat the Chiefs? I think the Tennessee Titans have already played the Chiefs. The Chiefs. So, so they beat the big dogs. I think it was earlier in the year, though, when the Chiefs were a different team than what they are now. But That is that is yeah. true. The Chiefs somehow flipped a switch, and yeah. that defense for the Chiefs really came together. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you can also make a coach of the year argument for Zach Taylor at Cincinnati having the turnaround season that they did. Nobody expected them to win the division, let alone win a playoff game. Yeah, from an end of the one, year. First one in 31 years. So yeah. <laughs> who could have predicted that? Yeah, that's I mean, freaking incredible. Yeah, they're definitely the, the surprise of the season. So you got two coach of the year candidates going in this game, really, if you think about it. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting matchup. Um, obviously, Burrow played very well last week. And this Tennessee team, maybe there might be some rust coming off that bye week. We've seen that happen before, like with the Ravens a few years back. They actually got beat by Tennessee upset in that big matchup at home. I think Lamar's MVP year, they lost their first playoff game. You know, I think you're right there. Yeah. I, mean, I think Lamar's playoff record's pretty dismal right now. Yeah. And um, then he beat Tennessee the next year um, for his, I think, his one playoff win. But, but yeah, for that reason, I, I'm going to go Cincinnati here with the upset. I mean, the line's only three and a half in Tennessee at home. So, obviously, Vegas is thinking this one's going to be pretty close. Yeah, one thing I'd like, and we'll get through this as we go through the rest of the games. One thing I love about this weekend, all the lines are basically toss-ups. Yeah, they're all within a touchdown. So These, like, this has probably been the most competitive year in the NFL because right now you could make an argument for any one of these, what, Mm -hmm. eight teams to win it all. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All that being said, I I don't want to pull a wishy-washy here. Um, I don't want to be like, well, Tennessee has Derrick Henry, then they'll go on a run. I saw Mel Kuyper's – so I'm going to go Mm. shoot from my hip here and tell you why I'm going Cincinnati. Um, I saw Mel Kuyper's 1.0 mock draft, and he had Tennessee making the Super Bowl. And my first thought was, this can't be right. No. So I'm going Cincinnati simply because <laughs> I do not trust Mel Kiper. I think he has Green Bay, yeah. Tennessee as the Super Bowl, and I just I'm throwing that out the window because it's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, you can't trust Mr. Kiper there. But you know, Cincy they're they're a great team. They showed it last week. They played a tough Vegas team very well. Um, and yeah, Tennessee coming off a of bye week, you trust Ryan Tannehill to go out there and outplay Joe Burrow. I mean, maybe he doesn't no. have to if Henry's able to go and is 100. percent 
But I, I just think Cincinnati, they're hot, they're rolling. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. I completely agree. Um, if you had to choose a point here, I'd say that we're just going to go ahead and give Styers as well. Say that he chooses Cincinnati. I'm just going to do what he'd probably choose. Uh, yeah. He's a big, he, <laughs> he'd do anything for Joe Burrow. So I'm pretty sure he's going to yeah. go there as well. Uh-huh. All right. Next game we have going on is the other Super Bowl favorite being Green Bay. Uh, with the way Aaron Rodgers has played this entire season, it's you know, hard not to imagine how they potentially are going to make the Super Bowl. But we have San Francisco at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored at five and a half. That is the largest spread of this playoff weekend with it being for Green Bay. Yeah, this is definitely a nightmare matchup for Green Bay for sure. I mean, San Francisco, we saw what they were able to do to Dallas last week and how they were really able to end their season, which was very well, very hot. Um, the way they run the football is pretty much second to none in the league at the current moment. Maybe Tennessee has something to say if King Henry can come back. But, yeah, San Francisco, they can move the chains. And Debo Samuel is a very scary weapon that they will not be able to stop. But at the end of the day, Green Bay did have the best record in the NFL this year. They do have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. No other team can say that. And they're at home at Lambeau Field in the cold. I'm, I don't know what the weather forecast is. I'm assuming it's going to be degrees. bad. Yeah, this time of year. Um, and Green Bay, they probably have the most well-rounded roster in the entire league. Their defense is excellent. Um, I do not think Jimmy G can go into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers in a winter playoff game. So I'm going to go Green Bay here. This is when we need Styers, you know. So I kind of miss him right now because he'd yeah. basically look at your face and tell you with a straight face and complete confidence that Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> and that the Green Bay, Green Bay defense is a fraud and that San Francisco is going to come in there and run it down mm. Green Bay's throat and to completely destroy them. So we're going to say the Styers choose a San yeah. Fran. Yeah. Uh, myself, personally, right now, we're just two peas in the pod, Christian, because I just don't see – I see Green Bay making the Super Bowl. I don't see anyone else in the NFC right now that can really go take for tack with Green Bay, especially when Aaron Rodgers is hot. The mm-hmm. only thing stopping Green Bay from potentially winning a Super Bowl this year is Aaron Rodgers having a positive COVID test. I'm going to say it. That's the only thing that can stop him. Like a COVID test is his Achilles heel because he is on and fire. NFC championship games as well. Oh, that's it. Oh. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, I think I have a little, I may surprise you a little bit with who I'm choosing this next game without may define whether or not Green Bay makes the Super Bowl. And yeah. that is going to be the LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa See, Bay is favored yeah. minus three. Yeah, because they're giving them minus three for the home team. This, out of all the games happening this weekend, this is the one I'm most torn on on what I think is going to happen because there's obviously the old rule, right? You, you'd be a fool to pick against Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs. But at the same time, this Rams team is a complete matchup nightmare for this hobbled Tampa team. Tampa's got a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And Tristan Wirfs, who knows if he's able to go the all-pro right tackle for Tampa. Tampa's running game, they, they can't 
their running backs are pretty much all out. They're down to their third and fourth stringers. I think Fournette's coming back. Yeah, maybe, but we'll even be 100% though. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's banged up at this point, which would be the counter argument to that. But yeah, this Tampa team, obviously, both these teams are really good. And we can't ignore what really both these teams did last week in their matchups. Um, they both looked absolutely excellent. Um, the way the Rams get after the quarterback, though, uh, Brady struggles as any quarterback struggles when you get consistent hard pressure on him. And I think the Rams will be able to do that. So I I hate to pick against Brady here. I really do. And I'm probably going to live to regret this, but do I'm going to have to go with it, the Rams. Uh, they're there just a go. complete matchup nightmare, and, and they're playing so well right now. They look so good last week against their division rival. I, I, I just I have to go with them here. With the way that um, Aaron Donald has been playing, he's been playing at a, he's always plays at an elite level, but it seems like he's really turned it up because one thing lacking from his resume is a Super Bowl. And I think he's starting to take that personally. The way he got after Kylo Murray, the way that entire defensive line got after Kylo Murray, yeah. I don't see how Tom Brady's going to be able to, to keep up with that. Yeah, Von Miller looked like he turned back the clock too and looked like 2015 Von Miller. Yeah, like it's it's like a, a switch has been flipped. LA's coming for blood, and Matt Stafford finally got the monkey off his back and won his first playoff yeah. game. And I think with Sean McVay alone and Matt Stafford, they can do a lot. Um, I think Tampa Bay is just too beat up. I think you already said that, so I'm not going to go too too great yeah. too great detail about it. I mean, Fournette being back would be nice. I'm sure this game will be close. And if it comes down to – I think what this game comes down to is it's going to be close. L.A. is going to have to put their put their nuts on the table and maybe go for it on one-fourth down that's kind of questionable to make sure they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup can get open on anybody. And then you have Odell, who looked very well in last game as well. He obviously didn't go to South Beach before the playoff game. And then Cam Akers uh, came back. And yeah, <laughs> he ran for like, what, 100 yards, like 90 yards or whatever it was? Yeah, Cam Akers came back. Yeah. Sonny Michelle. So they have a yeah. fantastic running game, too. So I, I LA right now, I, yeah. we're going to just at the very end with like, who do you think is going to be the Super Bowl? Who wins? Because we should have that by now. I think we should have it probably do it every week those things change yeah. um but i have la going to the super bowl right now yeah that's actually who i picked before the season even started to go to the super bowl oh wow the nfc Damn. was the rams well i think right now if they don't make the super bowl it's considered a bust you don't go out and get a quarterback no. like matt stafford and then be happy yeah. with a championship game no totally their their expectations at sofi stadium are to go all the way yeah 100%. So the last game and also the closest spread, since we already had talked about close games, is going to be Buffalo at Kansas City, with Kansas City only favored by a point and a half. The big storyline going to this game is the Bills have the number one defense in the league, and can they slow down and finally beat Kansas City in a time that matters? Yeah, they already played each other once this year, and it was not particularly close. No, um, Buffalo just ran away with it so easily. But at the same time, that was the first six weeks, Kansas City, not the last four or 12 weeks, Kansas City, which has looked very different than they did at the beginning of the season. 
So this is a very different Kansas City team. Uh, they struggled early against Pittsburgh last week, and it was looking like it was actually going to be a game. And Pittsburgh's got a good defense, and they were getting after Mahomes and everything. But once that second quarter came around, they just flipped that switch, and they scored, what, like 30-something points in a matter of like 10 minutes, like something crazy. Yeah, I think like – Within a span of 10 minutes, Patrick Mahomes had like five passing touchdowns. Yeah, it is just just like stupid, ridiculous. Um, so the, I don't think any defense can stop this Kansas City team. Well, it's, I don't think it's if about they're stopping. playing like that. I think it's about slowing them down and yeah, making it, it to where they take more time. I mean, they just made a Pittsburgh team that made the playoffs because of its defense. Just you, you can make it. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll put on my Styers cap real quick. You can say the exact same shit about the Bills. When New England got in the playoffs based off their defense, and how many touchdowns did, did Josh Allen put up in a cold weather mm. environment? How many? How many? <laughs> that, that was my Styers impression. That's yeah, pretty bad. I mean, um, yeah. Which it was too for, low. It's better than his Coach K impersonation, though. But Oh, God, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, but anyways, obviously Buffalo is a great team. Um, but this Kansas City team has ranked number one in defense as well since they started three and four. All four of those losses were to playoff caliber teams. The Chargers didn't make the playoffs. If they tied, they would have made it. But but like all four of those losses were to teams that are either in the playoffs or had a winning record, at least. And then they just had the number one defense from then on. So this Kansas City defense is actually firing as well. So it's not just Buffalo here. Um, so the question yeah. I have for you is that we're discussing. I mean, you look at this. This is arguably two of the best teams in the oh, NFL. Yeah, totally. Is this is this the real Super Bowl? Like, is this kind of like a? I hate to say it, but this just sucks. Like, you you really wish that these two teams weren't in the same. Like, we wish they weren't both in the AFC. I mean, because. It, yeah, I mean, maybe well, on you, paper, do you, I don't do you know. Embrace the storyline. I, I can't. Really... I can't really trust the Bills until I actually see them do something real. Just because the Bills. Um, that's fair. Obviously, you can make an argument that Green Bay, you know, deserves to be one of the top two teams, and that is this the Super Bowl argument. Um, like you can say that maybe about the NFC Championship game next week if. Green Bay matches up with Tampa or even the Rams. So, I mean, we're, we're getting here. There's only, what, eight teams left? Yeah, eight teams. Yeah, so, I mean, any one of these, like you said earlier, just live for the title. Um, but, yeah, no, this is definitely probably the best matchup of this week on paper. It's why you see the closest line. Um, but, yeah, I got Kansas City here. I, I just think the way they just – destroyed that Pittsburgh D last week in a matter of just minutes and just just killed him. It couldn't do anything about it. Just Kelsey running for long touchdowns, Tyreek Hill taking the end zone, throwing to Pringle and Hardman and all these guys. And McKissick, um, the running back who got the start because uh, Williams is hurt, he had over 100 all-purpose yards, so – he had a great day as well. So this, this Kansas City team, they're firing, and I really think they're the team to beat, not just this game, but the NFL right now. 
See, this is where we disagree. I think Buffalo, and this goes back to last year, when these two teams played in the playoffs last year, it got ugly at the end. Yeah, It got chippy, it got ugly, it got emotional. And I think Buffalo is little brother to big brother right here. And this game means, a, I'm not saying that a playoff yeah. game doesn't mean a lot to the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. It means a lot to them. Yeah, because I mean, totally. move on. Like the Kansas City Chiefs have basically said, "Oh, if we don't make the Super Bowl, it's been a failure of a year." Yeah, Buffalo right now. I mean, I think they're in the exact same situation. I think they're a team that's playing some of the best football. Josh Allen seems to have had a controlled down, kind of understood the game a little bit more, checking down a little bit more. They don't run particularly well, which isn't really going to hurt them because um, the Chiefs are fantastic at stopping the run. Like they they stuff the run pretty well. They're only allowing like 59, 56 rushing yards a game so yeah the bills no, are going to try to be a little skewed though just because kansas city is a team that oh yeah the fear they, of god they, in their they, opponents yeah, they get up pretty quick they have to shoot it. out with them and you got to pass the ball the rest of the game to keep up with the patrick mahomes offense which is pretty difficult to do but yeah but no, yeah, no I, this buffalo team is great and every good thing everybody's saying about him is true um but yeah I, I can't go against our boy pat Awesome. I'm, I'm gonna have to go against him. I'm gonna yeah. put myself and Styers yeah. down for yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, Styers would obviously pick Buffalo here because he's a lifelong Bills fan. Yeah, came out of the womb. Yeah, ripping Buffalo gear. Yeah, upstate New York native Styers. Yep, never been to Houston in his <laughs> life. <laughs> oh God! All right, so that wraps up NFL playoff talk, and we have one quick topic that we're just gonna get into because I really just want to push buttons. This originally was going to be a Lakers question for you, but I decided not to push the Lakers just yet because there's still time for the Lakers to come back. I don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. So I'm just going to kick a dog while it's down. But do the Cowboys need to make some serious changes? Like, is, is it time that Mike McCarthy, like he's kind of had his chance, he's kind of had his breakdown. Is it time for the Cowboys to move on from Mike McCarthy? Yeah, see, this one is... As a Cowboys fan, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm calling for his head, um, but if they decided to move on, I wouldn't be mad about it. But at the same time, like Jerry doesn't like to turn over coaches really all that often. He likes to hold guys for a while and give them some time. And really, ultimately, that has shown to be successful in the NFL is having consistency in your staff. I mean, you look at all the best teams. I mean, you look at all these teams that are still playing here. Almost all these teams, their coaches have been around for quite a while, at least well, that, in the coaching world. Is that because their coaches are successful or I mean, because their owners have a long leash for them? Because, I mean, it's easy to have a long leash when you're successful. Yeah, and, and absolutely. But giving them a runway to be successful and empowering them to do that instead of being like a team like the Jets – or the Jaguars who seem to have a new coach every two years. Um, it, it just, I don't know. Um, obviously I don't love what just transpired, but at the same time, I do think the Cowboys exceeded expectations this season, at least from what they were preseason. I expected them to go nine and eight preseason. My expectations were not very high. The only reason I expected that is because I expected the division to be so bad and they, somebody had to win it. Um, 
but they end up going 12 and five. They have a lot of promise. They're still relatively a young team. I think there are exciting things that you can do in the off season as far as player personnel goes and filling in a few holes, like replacing Connor Williams, the university of Texas left guard who gets a penalty or is getting Dak sacked every other play. It's one or the other. You hear a lot of 52 when you watch Cowboys games, I'll tell you that. So if we can replace him, we can get a run stuffer in the defensive tackle position. Really, I think the rest of our positions are just fine. We're probably going to lose Gallup just because he's a free agent after this year and he's going to get a big payday. And I I just don't think we'll be able to afford to keep him for what he's asking for. Um, So we wish him well there. Um, But receiver room, I think our running back room is solid. Zeke was running with a partially torn PCL. Um, so, which is why he wasn't looking great towards the end of the year. So he should be coming back healthy. You have Tony Pollard who's only getting better. So you have that running back duo. You've still got Hall of Famer Tyron Smith and Hall of Famer Zach Martin on the offensive line. You got Lyle Collins that you can do something with, as well as Tyler Biotis, the young Wisconsin center, who's only going to get better. And the defense, obviously, you have Parsons, who just had one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen in NFL history. So you're so. saying all these names, you're, you're doing all these components, and all this reminds me of is those, what, mid-2000s Cowboys teams with Tony Romo. Those were great. DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, they're, they're great, yeah. great regular season teams. Yeah. But you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that Jason Garrett and some of the coaching staff they had at that time weren't holding them back when it came to the playoffs. And it's just going to be a thing to where we look out maybe seven years, maybe seven years is too, is too short, maybe 10 years now, to say 10 years. We look back in 10 years and we say, you know what, Mike McCarthy kind of wasted the prime of a lot of these players. I mean, potentially, um, like, if it were up to me, I would let McCarthy walk and then I'd promote Dan Quinn. Um, really Dan yeah, that, Quinn not not Kellen Moore no I'd go Dan Quinn easy he's got head coaching experience he's brought a team to the Super Bowl before nearly won it we obviously know what happened with the 28 to 3 against Brady everybody oh, gotcha. knows but Dan Quinn is probably the number one guy on everybody's coaching list right now he's getting interviewed by every single open position and he will get a head coach position this cycle um, especially if he wants it See, I'd definitely go Dan Quinn. Kellen Moore, I think, is just a little too young at this point. Uh, I think he needs a little I mean, more you experience. Can, you can make the argument about a Sean McVay being too young. Yeah. I a mean, Matt LaFleur being too young. A Kyle Shanahan being too young. Like, yeah, but do we think Kellen Moore is those guys, though? I mean, I don't think anyone I mean, thought that those guys were those guys. I remember when Matt LaFleur was hired, everyone was laughing at the Green Bay saying they were freaking idiots because there's just Sean McVay coaching tree. Nothing great is going to happen. And mm. here we go. I mean, I understand he's had Aaron Rodgers. I don't get me wrong. We have a great quarterback. It's easier to be a head coach, but at the same time, you look at what Mike McCarthy did with Aaron Rodgers over those last couple of years and see what Matt LaFleur has done with Aaron Rodgers. And it's quite different. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Mike McCarthy has done anything to really deserve to get fired, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, he's but, had two seasons. One season, he didn't have a starting quarterback. Yeah. So that season's kind of a wash. 
Um, I think his record right now, he's like 18 and 14, 18 and 15, whatever adds up to two regular seasons now. Um, cause the numbers are weird since it's no longer yeah. 16 games total. Yeah. I don't um, know. Um, but yeah, if like, for, if they miss the playoff next year, he's done for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's going to get let go. He was Jerry's guy. Jerry's, I always spend the night at my house. So we got our man, you know, if I get the guy to spend the night at my house, we got him. Yeah. I had Jerry bragging about everything. So I, I think they love him. He's a yes man to the Jones family, which is what they want. They just want a puppet. So uh, nothing's really going to change. I mean, uh, we can be fans all we want. Um, but the Cowboys do something better than any other NFL team does, and that's cash checks. And that's what Jerry does better than any other owner. And as long as he's cashing checks, no change is ever going to happen. So unless we just straight up boycott the team and stop watching and stop buying tickets to the game, which will never happen, no matter how good or bad they are, because it's the Cowboys. It's just they, they put asses in the seats. They turn TVs <laughs> on, <laughs> no matter yeah. what it is. I mean, I, I think what the like the San Fran versus Dallas yeah. playoff game was like the most watched playoff. Like had like Super Bowl level numbers of people yeah. watching. Exactly it's crazy. Every I mean, obviously it's Thanksgiving, so everybody's not working and they can tune into football. But that game is always going to do the best regular season ratings every year. Um, yeah. So yeah. it, it just it is what it is, but right. yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they move off McCarthy, but also uh, I don't really think he deserves to get canned. Like I'm not one of those Cowboys fans. Like oh, we need him gone tomorrow. You know, it's like you know, like he, he had a good year. He did some good things. You know, the team clearly likes and respects him. Um, so that uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, my my hopes for the Cowboys just really couldn't be any lower. So, so it just well, is what it is, whatever, whatever they do, it's not going to work. So <laughs> I mean, depressed football yeah. Christian is my favorite Christian because yeah. there's just so much despair in your voice. It makes me feel better as an Eagles fan. Yeah. So it's I, was like, talking, I was talking to Gage, um, which we mentioned yeah. Gage quite a bit. We need to have him on at some point um about how he's like yeah the eagles had a shitty year i was like dude we made the playoffs and we mm-hmm. have three first round picks in the top 20 they had a great like, year it's a fucking great yeah. year you exceeded expectations jalen hurts looks great like, two defense, a lot of two, good young talent two defensive players and yeah. maybe a wide receiver that's gonna bust i'm <laughs> so excited yeah another first round wide receiver three years in a row Eventually, I mean, we hit on <laughs> one out of four. Yeah, Devante is pretty good. He's pretty good. He needs help, but he's pretty good. Yeah. Now, future's bright in Philly, unfortunately. Um, but it's always sunny in Philly, I guess. But you got me there. <laughs> but no, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. Just wanted to pick your brain, see how you felt as a Cowboys fan. Get it while it's still kind of fresh slash hot. Wanted to get you on Tuesday, but we didn't work out. But I was glad I was able to still do it within the week. Yeah. Now, definitely disappointed with that, but at the same time, they'd still exceeded my expectations for this year. We've got a lot of young talent on the team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, America's watching no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I think my preseason pick for Super Bowl, though, was Rams versus Chiefs. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. confident you said that. And yeah, I, was, I, I know it was I the Rams, and I think I said Kansas City for the AFC. 
I may have jumped on that. I don't know. Who knows? We'll just say that we're right. Whoever ends up there, I'll claim as my was my pick yeah. all along. I'll pull I'll pull a <laughs> yeah. Mike Greenberg. Yeah. Pull a Mike Greenberg. Yeah. Anyways, anything else to add? No, not much. I think I'm just gonna say the final things of always stay cold and stay bold, yep. everyone. All right, bold ones. Thank you so much for listening to this point. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to say.